Welcome back to Soul Back. This is the RMB podcast. Kyle here with Tom and Ed. Happy New Year to everyone. What's going on, guys? Happy New Year, players. I am chilling. I'm actually literally chilling because it's pretty cold today. What's up with you, Tom? You got your new addition on the way. I'm not talking about Robbie, Bobby, Ricky, or Mike. Oh, sorry. It's my turn to speak. I was just reading the uh, biography of B5. Let me put this book down for a minute. What? <laughs> how, how many pages is his biography? <laughs> <laughs> Come on. Let's be fair. They were huge. They couldn't even they couldn't even walk the streets without getting mobbed back in the early two thousands. They couldn't walk the streets without getting mobbed. They couldn't walk the streets. <laughs> so guys, quick question for you, being that it is the new year, what's your R and B New Year resolution for this year? Ooh. Personally or for R and B artists? Because that's different. No, for you as a consumer. Because, uh, you know, I know Tom, he started out his new year with listening to Tyrese's discography, and now it's his favorite artist, so, Ed, <laughs> anything for you? <laughs> oh, my, I think there was a little bit of embellishment there on the second half of that combo. But anyway, for me, what I want to do is listen to a little bit more international artists, because, man, it's some heat across seas. And we hear a lot about the UK artists, and we feature a lot of them over the sites, over the past 12 months or so but there's a lot of talent and unfortunately while the stateside artists over here trapping and want to be fake rappers there's some r&b artists over there flourishing in some of these other countries i want to check them out so i think i'll be keeping a closer ear on that and when you hear more reviews and podcasts about people you have never heard about but we're co-signing you better check them out uh my resolution is to uh, show more appreciation to those artists who are underappreciated, like the aforementioned B5s of the world. Oh, come on. <laughs> that's, a, that's a joke. Actually, actually, I would love, I don't think I can do this, but I would love to call out some of our favorite artists when they release crappy music. Like if it's 2019 and you were hot in the, in the 90s and now you release a project and it's whack, I would love to say, listen, you didn't come with your best stuff on this project. And even though we support you, you got to step it up. I don't think we can say that, though, unfortunately. Cause they'll get, well, I can if you can't. Well, guys, someone just joined the room. It's uh, it's our boy, David Dwayne. I know we just started. We forgot to introduce him. So, Dwayne, what is going on? Nothing much. How are y'all? What's up, David? Tom, Ed, who's going to play please this week? <laughs> let me give this guy a proper introduction. So this, our, get, our guest for the week, a friend of You Know I Got Soul, a friend of Kyle and I for years now. He is a singer, songwriter, radio host, personality, publicist. The list goes on and on. Former president of the Day 26 fan club. We have David Dwayne with us. Oh man, that was a good intro. That that was funny with the uh, former uh, president. Was that true though? Ah <laughs> oh, man, what what you know what you know what the honesty of that is, and you know, Tom and Kyle, I'll be completely honest with you about that. I was literally running everything 
as just handling publicity and marketing. And I had to step in in other ways because there was lack of from lack of people that were a part of the team. So, you know, sometimes you have to rise to the occasion. And when you're good at more than one thing, you just can't be like, oh, well, well, God dang, let me sit back and just be the timid one. So Wait, hold on, David. We got to keep it real. I'm talking like 2008, 2009. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I, you know what? I started doing publicity with them doing the return EP. So that was 2014. Um, and I stopped. Actually, I was low-key, high-key, still doing some stuff this fall. But nobody knew about it. So you guys are getting a whole exclusive on that. But yeah. That was a wild experience. <laughs> Solo artists are better for R&B. Always. All right. So, David, before you hopped on, we were just talking about our New Year resolutions for R&B. You know, Tom wants to appreciate the underrated artists more. Um, And Ed, what was your resolution again? Oh, my goodness. Thanks for paying attention, Kyle. It was to shout out some more of the international artists that, who are doing big things and giving them a platform. There you go. So, Dwayne, what's your uh, New Year resolution for 2019 when it comes to you know, R&B and where it's at right now? Honestly, I would say for R&B right now, it would be you know, the same thing that you said, you know, supporting um, you know, these, the up-and-coming there's a lot of new R&B artists that people don't either they know about or there's just not a love to it, especially for me having a publicity and marketing business. You know, I, I'm always eyed to like R&B, even though I should always venture out. But it's something about R&B, fresh new talent from like the ages of, you know, 19 to like, you know, mid 20s before it gets too old or even, you know, 30s and stuff like that. It's something about that new talent that is just like intriguing to me. So definitely um, the same thing you said, though. Cool. Because they well, need support, guys, too. Yep, for sure. Well, I'm going to say that my New Year resolution, Tom and Ed, you guys will be very excited about it. I'm going to try listening to Anthony Han- Hamilton this year. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> well, listen, I applaud the growth. You can't be listening to Shanti forever. Listen, I'm turning twenty. I'm turning twenty nine. It's time to get into adult contemporary music. Oh my god, adult contemporary! You got to be yeah, careful with those AC first. On with us. You got to be careful with his first couple albums, man. You might start feeling a little down, a little depressed. He makes great music, but it's for a definite mood, I'd say. Ooh, that first album will put you in a psychiatrist <laughs> chair. <laughs> All right, guys. Uh, Dave, I'll let you start off this conversation. We're talking about 2019. You know, we talked about the resolutions already. What are some albums or artists that you're looking forward to, uh, you know, that might be releasing an album in 2019 or an artist that you hope releases music in 2019? Let's go with that. Honestly, let me start with artists who I'm looking forward to driving projects. Definitely, you know, our are all of our girl Elvana. She looks like it looks like she's coming out with a new project after, you know, a long waited hiatus 
of you know dealing with the label and you know the politics with that so i'm looking forward to her project because to me she's always been i don't want to say underrated because i feel like bridget kelly kind of called me out with the underrated kind of thing but underexposed so i want to use that word to properly say that um so looking forward to her project also looking forward to hers debut album because i feel like the prelude really wasn't what we all were expected and i know you guys definitely touched on that um in the previous episodes so i'm looking forward to see what this debut album actually is because prelude this new prelude the second one was kind of better than the first one so it kind of threw us for a loop um Maurice Moore, um, actually, somebody who I'm working with R&B-wise, um, is getting ready to drop a project. So I'm looking forward to his project and his growth because, um, you know, he's an R&B artist that's young that, you know, all eyes should be on. Damn, who else? I guess we're. I guess they say we're getting Brandy's album too, right, this year, allegedly? Yeah, <laughs> allegedly, that's the word. Mm-hmm. Keywords allegedly. I mean, we love Brandy, but I mean, it's but how long of how long are we going to wait? When are we going to get it? Yeah. So I would say Brandy too. Hopefully, we get it. Dave, it's interesting. You brought up L. Varner. Tom, we've been waiting on an L. Varner album since what is it like 2011 now? 2012. Yeah. It's been an interesting situation. Shout to L. Varner. She's one of Ed's favorites, and she's also a friend of You Know I Got Soul, and and we've always supported her. And uh, Ed, calm down. It's too early. Uh, <laughs> it, she she man, we I love the music she made with Oak and Pop, and I hope she continues that. I don't know. It's just been a weird journey. Like I'm surprised she didn't self release anything in the time between when she left the label and now she's with E1. I almost am scared to see if people are still waiting and how they're going to get her name out there again. It'll be interesting. I mean, the first single was kind of a little more poppy, I think, than we were expecting. So yeah, we'll have to see what's next. I mean, that single, I don't even think they went to radio with it. So I'm just going to have to wait and see. Mm. So, Ed, let's talk about El Varner, me and you. She's going on tour with oh. Marsha. Will you will you be attending this tour? Because she looks good. We can give her that, right? Oh, can you? I mean, oh my goodness! Little <laughs> <laughs> player, listen. You're talking to Ashanti's biggest fan. So when it comes to that, sometimes with Kyle, that's all he needs to go to. I know everybody's looking forward to this El Varner thing. I, it's like me saying I'm looking forward to going to the dentist in 2019. So y'all have fun oh. with that one. Oh, <laughs> it's all good. I have oh. other artists I'm looking forward to on my docket. Mm. Can I Ouch. can I give you the ones I'm looking forward to? Yep. A hundred percent a new Joe album. I don't know if it's gonna happen or not. Dude, he retired. Let it go. He didn't let he it didn't go. Really he retired, Tom. Oh we please. Have, we haven't had a Carl Thomas album since two thousand eleven been eight years um i'm curious to hear a new next album i know they've been working on one waiting for the right situation we have not had a chico debarge album in a decade so i'd like to hear that john b of course and your boy genuine kyle is that ever going to come out uh 
Maybe when Darnell Jones' album comes out. <laughs> Who's Darnell? Oh, Darnell. Darnell. <laughs> you got to put the southern accent on it. Here oh. we go with this again. And you were telling me to calm down earlier. But yeah, Tom, it's interesting because every artist you just named hasn't put out an album in years. Why do you think that is, Ed? Why are they so afraid to put out an album? Or is there just no point to doing so? I don't. I wouldn't say afraid. I mean, I think that the better point that you made is like, what's the point? Some of these artists are making okay livings, touring occasionally, or and a lot of times maybe feel like the actual sound and genre is passing them by. Why kind of spend all this time creating a new project in a marketplace that might not be acceptable to it? Now there are fans like us who will probably support them regardless. But it's kind of hard for established artists who used to who are used to packed sold out shows, knowing that the only way they can get on radio or kind of feel crowds is to start auto tuning and start trapping and doing things that are outside of their comfort zone. So I think some artists are just kind of like, oh, I had my run. If I do it, it'll be fun. But they just maybe aren't motivated to hop into the game right now. Well. Can I just add something? If you look at an yeah. artist like a, a John B., who shamefully some people think has not put out an album since Cool Relax, I, I believe. I can't believe that people would, are that <laughs> naive. But oh, he they just, are. <laughs> he's doing shows every single weekend. He could tour for a living. And right. he, I, I think he gets it that if he puts out a project, it's going to cost him a lot of money, a lot of time and energy, and it might not reach the people he expects it to reach. So there's not really a large benefit from doing so. He's going to get booked for shows regardless. So it's like he's just going to carry on with what he's doing. Yeah. Well, Dave, let me ask you this. Um, Mm -hmm. Just as we're talking about artists that are putting out music in 2019, obviously there are some artists that you listened to back in the day that might still be putting out music. And, of course, we're different. We're music fans. So we'll follow their whole career. But... Let's say, for example, somebody, I'm just going to throw out a name, no no disrespect to them, but someone like Brooke Valentine, who I'm sure you listened to their album in like 2005, you're obviously not following her career as closely now. Why do you think it is for most people that it just kind of like that interest wavers off and they don't even bother with the artist's new music and they just go back to whatever they put out in 2005? You know, the problem is with the music nowadays, it, it, it sonically has changed in a perspective where Everybody is not singing anymore. Everybody is auto-tuning to the highest capacity and reverbing like shit. So, and and they're changing their sound. Like we, like Mariah Carey and Usher are prime examples of artists who are absolutely legends. But there there was a that there was a little period after confessions and emancipation of Mimi where we all stopped giving a damn and i think right now even with usher's current music like that ep with zaytoven you know he's got like a few ones that could pass but it's like why are we even attempting to go for something that is not you and it's being a force and that's what a lot of R&B artists that have been out for a while are doing. Forcing themselves to sounds that just aren't them. You know, they you can't be... Like... You can be diverse. 
But the problem is you're forcing something that's just not organically you. And see, it I goes think a back good example of, earlier. Mm-hmm. And the dream is a good example of an artist that, of course, everybody has a love hate when it comes to his artistry. But he's an artist that challenges different sounds and either can sound good with it or he can sound absolutely horrible with it. So, Ed, as we're talking about autotune, just like Dave brought up, what are you looking forward to in 2019? Are you looking forward to another Amory autotune album? Oh my gosh. I would if you would have asked me this in January twenty eighteen, I would be foaming at the mouth for a Marie album. But like we were just saying, unfortunately we've got so many artists who are stepping out of their comfort zone. And I mean, today's point, I am not one to stifle an artist's creativity. If they want to try something new, cool. Because I don't want you to sound like two thousand four in twenty nineteen. But you can't just ride trends because everybody can't pull that off. My girl A. Marie could not pull it off. So I just want everybody to just kind of stick to their role. If you try something new, man, at least get a reasonable editor in there. Get get away from the yes man. I feel like some of these artists just need, somebody needs an ad on their payroll. They'll just be like, nah, player, that's trash. Just some creative, constructive criticism to be like, nah, chief, this ain't it. It ain't working. Well, I mean, as far as artists I'm looking for, I think somebody already mentioned her already and her actual full LP. Because what we've been getting is just kind of EPs and and snippets and combos. But I would like to have a full LP from her. We've been waiting for that for a while. I'm always waiting for my girl Kelly Price. There were rumors of that album dropping last year, so it'd be cool to hear that. And I might be the only one, but I am very intrigued by this Drew Hill play, I think. So I really would like to hear what they have cooking up. Ooh, That's a great one. That's a good point. That's a good one. Kelly Price, she hasn't put out something since Soul of a Woman, right? Oh, come on. As We Lay, that's the jam. Oh, my God. It's... Says the man who was just talking about cool, relax. You need to cool, <laughs> relax while while out. Oh man, I love Kelly Price, man, but you have an unhealthy favoritism towards her. I mean, Kelly's no Keith Sweat now, but she's all right. She's all right. Uh, I prefer right, a Nicole Ray album. I thought she was. That. I thought she's bomb. She's vocally. Bomb. I feel Look like she can't be touched. These ladies trolls know mine. I'm just messing with. I'm just messing (laughs) with Ed. It's all fun. Hmm. So, Brandy, I'm looking forward to, and I got to put it out there, Ashanti, 2019. You got to come back out and save these. uh, Save this genre. Thank you. She can save Instagram. That's about it. And (laughs) and. I think the album we should all really be looking forward to in 2019, and Dave will agree with me on this one, I think. Uh, the King Jacquees is going to be putting out his sophomore album. Listen, oh, if my guy, God. Oh, no. If, the, if he claims that he's the king of R&B, he's going to back it up and provide us with some quality. Uh-huh. I'm just as excited about El Varna's album. Look, player, I know mm. you have made excuses for your boy. Saying that, well, he said he was the king of R&B for his generation. Well, a lie is a lie, and he's still lying there. And I understand that 
as Thomas said in the past, like this is all hype, this is all publicity, and he's getting publicity. But I am still under the mindset that all publicity ain't good. So if he does not come with something beyond some candy rain covers in 2019, he will be a laughing stock. So show and prove, player. Oh, listen, man. guys. Listen, guys. Anyone under 25 who would put out an album featuring Darnell Jones, featuring Latasha Scott, sampling Avant, I have featuring Jagged Edge. I mean, you got to give that guy the benefit of the doubt. Am I wrong? Mm. Well, it, <laughs> I see where you're going what? with his player, but you got to look at it like this. The wave now is 90s nostalgia, just like in my generation. The way was Puffy sampling all those 70s songs. And my parents like, oh, that's not the... I just want to hear the old song. Uh, so we're just... The music gets us as cyclical. And we're at the cycle where now <laughs> everybody's cribbing off of superior 90s songs. I ain't mad at it. And it does show that you're paying attention to the genre. Cool. But I'm going to need some vocals over these backing tracks. Because just mm. slapping on a hot beat is going to make me turn on the old song. Dude, when Escape released their debut platinum album, Jacquees wasn't even born. So the fact that he even knows who Latasha Scott is, give this guy, give this guy the crown right now. Give him the crown. I give you, I give you a head nod for knowing who Escape <laughs> is, but that's about it. You probably didn't Listen. even know that till you watched Unsung. Ed, Ed's, Ed's tune is going to change when Keith Sweat writes for Jacquees on the album. Just watch. <laughs> Keith told y'all he got to get that bag, and he's trying to get these taxes paid off. These taxes paid off. It would not shock me, dog. <laughs> Dave, question for you. Are you ready for this question? Which version of, which version of Trip is better, LMA's or Jacquees's? Honestly, LMA, because I can barely, even though we can understand what Jacquees is saying, he's not singing. That's not singing at all. That's bad. <laughs> but the fact that we lyrically like this, lyrically, some people like that, I'm not against it. I'm not against it at all. I think he's he's really good for his covers and remixes. But when are we going to hear something original? Just like... um. Tory Lanez. Tory Lanez is good for the exact same thing. So it's like, what lane are they really trying to set for themselves to even consider themselves these quote-unquote kings of R&B? Because not being able to sing cannot qualify you for that title. <laughs> Ouch. Like, that's, just, that's just not going to cut it. I don't Damn. think they believe it. Like, they don't believe that they're really a king. They're just saying it because... As, I mean, Jacquees admitted this thing on the little interview with Tigger. Like, it's all internet hype, and it's all internet boasting. And it's what I'm going to say that's going to be wild, that's going to get people wilding out, that's going to get me trending, that's going to get my streaming numbers up. So they'll say anything. It's, I might as well call myself the king of the bloggers and be like, all right, I'm the king of the bloggers, y'all go read my blog. If it works, it works. But they don't believe that trash. There's no way that they believe it. <laughs> All right, listen, so listen. Let's talk about if you can't if you can't sing like Christopher Williams, you ain't no king. That's all I gotta say. Oh boy, 
Crystal, oh my gosh. Name five Christopher Williams songs. Get out of here. I just said singing voice. All right, wow. moving on. Moving on. Let's talk about this Millennium Tour that's coming up. Tom, I got to call you out again. Last time you said that the concert wouldn't sell. Well, in your hometown of New York City, the pre-sales have sold out in less than a day. Hold on. Uh, well, first of all, props to Omarion for buying out the pre-sale of 100 tickets. <laughs> that's impressive. <laughs> Secondly, David, will you be there in the front row at that, at that show? I don't know about the front row. Maybe, like... A few rows back. I don't. I don't want to get too close to these crazy, crazy women. You know, like that's that's too much. Yeah. But are you interested in the show? Oh, I'm player. I got better things to do, like um, mowing my lawn and oh, picking ticks oh. off of dogs than what? Looking at this. Oh, this guy's such a hater. Oh. Wow. You think Jesus. I'm going to sit through a Chingy performance in 2019? You have lost what about your Mario? Mind. Let's forget about Chingy. Mar- what about Mario? Mario's cool. Like, Mario's probably the, of all of them, that's probably the one I would listen to the most. But Chingy? Ying Yang Twins? You know. I'm good, Dave, though. Dave, don't mind, Ed. He's a big Keith Sweat fan. And the last time we seen Keith Sweat, he was opening up for Jacquees somewhere. And next thing you know, Keith is in jail. So, that's all we got to say about that. <laughs> Damn. Are you talking about Keith or are you talking about Irv Gotti? Because Keith is a free man. He didn't pay his taxes and he got locked up, allegedly. He didn't get locked up, but he didn't pay his taxes. So he doesn't need to get on that. <laughs> <laughs> R&B Tom, is good for not talk- paying them taxes, too. Mm-hmm. Tom, you were talking about uh, B5 earlier. Do you have any B5 questions for Dwayne? Oh, David, gl- uh, thank you. You're here to help me with this. I was reading uh, B5's biography before this podcast mm-hmm. was starting. Can you name five B5 songs? Let's see. Sit in my bedroom, hydraulics. Uh, you. This is a song called You Got Me. Uh, Can anyone confirm any of this is accurate or not? <laughs> um, <laughs> I'm looking. I'm on Wikipedia. <laughs> I know you. No, I know you got me. He's right so far. Let me see. What's that other one called? I just it just came across my actually in my room it came across. What the fuck is that damn song called? No googling uh, here. Teacher's pet. Teacher's pet. That's what it is. Nah, I was definitely definitely a supporter of B Five, and they're good. They're good guys too. Okay, so, follow up question. Can you name the members? Dustin, Patrick, Brian, Cornell. There's only four of them, right? Right, right, right. Kelly, five. It's five. <laughs> <laughs> you know, Kelly a- uh, is crazy to say. I always forget his name, but he's one of those faces. It's just like, all oh, right, but the name is just like, okay, Kelly's not the we first ha- name I'm thinking. We about. have a true R and B supporter in the house right here. He named five songs and all the members. Yep, it's it's crazy. Like no one even named the big single, so that makes it more impressive. You did that without naming the number one, so cool. Good job, Dave. Good job. All right, two more questions for you, and then you. I mean, everyone can chime in on this, but uh, Dave, do you believe because B Five was on social media going crazy over the fact that they were excluded from the Millennium Tour, should they have been on it? Mm, no. And I'll say, um, reason for saying no is 
that lineup already has a, two of too many groups already. And too many, that's enough acts. We're going to be there for like five hours for a show <laughs> like that. What, what, what are we getting? The Great Escape Tour all over again? Because even that was a <laughs> lot of artists. And that was a good tour. But I mean, what? There was Escape. There was Zanique, shout out to her. Um, there was Tamar. There was Monica. I'm missing somebody. It's it's like you don't want to over overbook, and I think that's the problem with booking agents and uh, promoters, especially with these R and B shows. Keep it keep it under a good four, unless you've got that time, or it's the summertime and it's a festival. During the wintertime and springtime, people are focused are not there for that. This this is not California, you know. It's not you know an outside thing. But a lot, because a lot of these venues are inside. So for that, I think there's a lot going on with that tour. Now, now, David, is, is there any truth to the fact that Jay Holiday was excluded because he couldn't get time off from his job of valet parking? I can believe that. <laughs> Come you know, on, I mean, listen, you got he's got he's got to pay the rent. It's like you know if, if he's if he's managing. The culture at, at the restaurant, you know, how is he going to need to make sure that his that he can do his um his taxes properly and his health care comes in right? You don't want to fuck that up. Oh, oh man, God. that is so bad. We love Jay Holiday. Let's he, he's going to be at the uh, local um getting welfare. You know, like oh God, <laughs> play ain't trying to go for that. And shout out to Jay Holiday. I think he's a great artist and he made good light to the whole King of R&B thing too and I think it, like his video was just funny valet yeah. he looked like he was doing valet <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's, that's what we're Jay saying Jay Holiday is going to come through and murder all of y'all by the way he probably <laughs> yeah. never do an interview with me again but that's okay <laughs> <laughs> no he, he's cool people he might just slap you across the face once but he'll be fine uh, <laughs> <laughs> alright last question for you guys when it comes to this millennial tour. I want everyone to chime in on this. Since B2K has reunited, do we need a new B2K album in 2019? Ed? Um, do y'all really want to hear what Lil Fizz and them doing in 2019? <laughs> Omarion, I mean, he's proven to have like the solo chops. If he wants to drop another album, I have no problem with that. A new B2K album does not move your boy at all. Especially since I only really like their first album. Not in my demo, dog. I um, feel like an EP is coming. I, I just have this feeling an EP is going to is gonna be coming, but I, I, I never really got into the group, so is it really going to sound that much different than, you know, an Omarion project plus some guy rapping on it? I don't know. Dave? I will pass on a new album from them. You know, I think there's a lot of things that should be left in the past. Torn is a good moneymaker for groups that have great impact, but I don't think we need a new album. I mean, what are they going to break up again after the album? It's unfortunate to say, even like with 112, who we all support, you know, they're now down to just Mike and slim 
and they're keeping it going, you know, but and Duran and um Q aren't a part of that, but it would be it would we would literally see the same thing mirror. And it mirroring just one going solo and everybody else just doing whatever that they they're doing. Cause I'm still trying to figure out what is Raz B doing? That he has so many team members on his team. Like I was on his Instagram and I was just like, that's a lot of different managers. That's like two, three managers. Like, ouch. No shade, but shade. Like it what what are you doing? <laughs> so I'm not here for an album. I'm here for the tour. But no mm-hmm. album. So no love for B2K in twenty nineteen, I see. Uh, let's get into the Play of Please Awards. Uh, Dave was really excited to join us on this one. So, Tom and Ed, are you ready? Dave, you're so messy, man. Hey, I got another team in the messiness every single day. It's what I live for. <laughs> <laughs> Jeez. Uh, are you guys ready? I guess. Now I'm saying, ready as we're going to be. All right, I want Ed specifically to comment on this one first on our first Play a Please Award. We're giving it to Usher's new hairdo. Oh, man. Oh, my mm. gosh. Mm. Please proceed. Let, let, our, let our listeners know what this is before I go in. Um, You just have to go on his Instagram and, and look at it. It looks like... Man, I can't. Ed, you you describe it. I know your cipher had a bunch of comments about it. Well, this is what I suggest people do: go to Google right now and Google cockatoo. It's a bird. Put that in, and then look at that, and that's awesome. Player. Now I will say. <laughs> oh my! God. I will say we're that bird names now. It's getting serious. <laughs> It's, I think that this has to be for like some film role or something because I'm trying to give him more credit than I've given him since he dropped that garbage EP on us. But, player, I, I know that you are older than me, so that means you in your 40s, dial it back, go and like get your Dave Hollister on or something, be a mature adult, but you don't have to look like a 22 year old. To keep your name in the streets. It's sad. I feel like he looks just like a repeat of what um Young Jock did. Trying to bring back that um that classic era of hair. Like, leave the rock and robin look alone, please. <laughs> the classic <laughs> hair. It looks I, I, like I, I, somebody's auntie from um from one of those R. Kelly shows. Dave, I, I gotta be honest with you. I wouldn't even recognize Young Jock if I walked by him in the streets. I have no idea what he even looks like. <laughs> oh, you would now. <laughs> Just look for the dude that has hair that's like nine feet tall. Oh, what the hell? Oh, man. Yeah, now he's got a blue. You, you, you would recognize him, but Usher was just like, what are you doing? It but has I, to be. I'm, I'm giving him the benefit of the doubt. It has to be a reason. Well, he also uh, is rocking braids from time to time now, so duo haircut. That's pretty cool. Functionality. Oh, yes. The, the braids that you oh, christened the Omarion braids, because Omarion is the only person on earth who's had braids. Yep. Ugh. <laughs> this is what I deal with. 
Alright, uh, the second play of please award. Why are we out here judging people's appearances, but we will anyway. Uh, Genuine, did you guys see his beard? <laughs> oh. You know, yeah. I saw that, and I I promise you I thought that was Joe Butt. Like, I had no idea who that was. I thought that was like a Snapchat filter or something. Dwayne? Dave, did you it see it? It looks like... Who we are uh, talking about again now? Genuine. Genuine has a Lee press on beard. It looked like somebody got a whole bunch of hair out of the drain and just like glued it together on my man's face. It, it does looks not crazy. look that. Bad. It can't look, be real. That that is it can't be real. That is a Dave, weave you, beard. That Dave, looks horrible. That up? <laughs> this Come is on. you should never do this again. Like this is worse than man men getting man weaves and stuff like that, but this is bad. Like we can tell that that's not real. That's like a bearded. That's a weave beard, and then it's penciled. It's like too. It's too. <laughs> like it's what's the what's the character the 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 um the word the cowboy had with the with the red mustache. Like the ginger's mustache, exactly who oh, looks like um, just the blackbird. Your salmon is Sam. <laughs> yup. <laughs> that's what? that's that's who Genuine is going for this year. <laughs> Yo, when he drops his album. Oh. That's the oh, whole it concept. It looks like a Lego. It looks like it just snaps on like a Lego. You guys are so messed up, man. Yeah, you got. You bad. brought it up. Well, Listen, I, um, brought it he, up. I mean, he's somebody's father trying right now with this look. He can't. Like, oh man. Well, to Ginny Wine's credit, he is on Instagram defending that it's real, so we got to give him the benefit of the doubt. He made Pony. <laughs> give uh, him the benefit of the doubt because he made Pony. It could be real. But I what mean, about I would have to question that, but okay, player. If you, I mean, if you bought it, it's yours. I'll just leave it at that. I'm not hating on the man. If he bought it, Acquired it, grew it. I doubt it. It's yours. Don't stop it from looking ridiculous. <laughs> uh, all right, I got two more play of please awards for you guys. One is semi serious, and one is kind of a joke. Well, actually, they're both semi serious. Um, we're gonna give a play of please to Sirac. Uh, oh no. Mm-hmm. So. Ed, let me give you the backstory. A couple of years ago, Dave and Tom and I were in New Orleans, and we were doing shots. And I think, like, after a shot or two of Ciroc, a couple of hours later, Dwayne was laying on the floor in a hotel room. Is this true, Dwayne? <sighs> I'm not I kidding. <laughs> I was knocked out. And that whole entire week, I was hung over. Because at this point... I'm mixing drinks. It went from it just went from Ciroc shots. It was like, oh, let's do Ciroc and Jack Daniels. It's the last day. Hey ho! Bad idea. Never. Well, I don't know much about drinking because I don't really drink because it all tastes like garbage to me. But I know that mixing those two is a bad idea. It tastes good, but it was not. It was bad. It's bad for your health. It is a bad <laughs> scene for your health. No wonder Ed is cranky all the time, man. Have a couple shots before you do the podcast. You'll feel much better. I feel like yeah, I would be the meanest drunk ever. 
<laughs> I think that would be all bad. I think I'd be extra turned. That would actually be pretty funny. I would love to see that for one podcast. We'll get Ed drunk in the beginning. Just see him going oh on a, a, an hour-long rant. <laughs> That that probably would happen. <laughs> and then the last play of please, we don't really have to talk about it too much, but it just came up yesterday. Um, so we, Dave, we do a uh, annual countdown of our favorite songs of the year, and we posted right. our 2018 one, and we excluded uh, Chuck Harmony and Claude Kelly's group or, or their stage name, Ouch. Louise York, and they called us out on it. And said, how come we're never included on these lists? So, Tom, I gotta give us the Play a Please Award for not including them. Because we love them. Well, we respond. I, I applaud their passion. They're passionate about what they do. They don't follow trends. They make music that's pretty unique and dope. I told them, listen, guys, you're penalized. Unfortunately, because you guys, music doesn't fit in the box. You can't call it R&B. You can't call it one genre. So, while we always will support them... I feel like that hurts them in the long run, but I hope they don't get discouraged and give up because they're making quality music and they deserve to be supported. Yeah, um, and I do want to say this, and props to them because they are great artists. I feel like a lot of times artists who have made R&B in the past, or honestly just black artists in general, are just lumped into the R&B category, and whereas the music they're making might not essentially be R&B by practical standards. That doesn't mean it's bad. doesn't mean that it's not good or we're not showing it love, but it just doesn't fall in the qualifications. And again, even if you missed out on last year's list, you know, maybe next year you get on it, but it's not a slight. It's not like these are the only songs worth listening to, and if you're out on this list, you're hot garbage. That's not at all what it means. So, like Tom said, we applaud the passion, but it was not an intentional slight, and there's no beef or nothing like that. But again, it didn't quite fall into the genre, and this is a list of R&B songs. You can be great, but doesn't necessarily mean you're R&B. And let me even add to that, um, to what you said, Ed. Like, that doesn't mean that you, that they're not great because they are. Like, I think the biggest thing with them is we're still getting used to the fact of them being artists themselves and having um where to workshop and you know the the group the what is it spin spin spindella 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 right we're getting used to this like evolving arrow with them and them actually doing shows and having you know these different workshops where we're where to workshop so they they've got to give us not give us because we support them got to give everybody else an opportunity to really dig more into their artistry. Of course, they're not a major artist. They're not in our faces. It's not like Chris Brown or her or SZA or The Weeknd or, you know, these artists that are have a budget behind them where that's in our face constantly. But they're great. Their songwriting is amazing. What they're doing is great. But they... I would... They got to wait a little bit to be included on these list lists. They're going to be on it. Y'all going to be on it. Yep. Y'all got to give it a second. Because it's not going to come overnight. You know, not everybody appreciates the good work of artists that are actually putting in the quality mixing. The quality mm. master. The quality lyrics. 
You can be a good R&B artist, but if your lyrics don't match everything, that mixing, that track is trash, and you can get a play of please for that. In my book. Oh God! Wow. <laughs> no, that's no, that's real talk. I'm not mad at all at that. Wow. As as Dave was explaining that, the first album that came to mind was Silk's last one, but we can talk about that another. <laughs> Don't go there, Kyle. <laughs> Don't even go there. What saved them saying. though? What saved that album was the quality artwork they had on the CD. I believe. Oh my. No, I think that you were looking at the wrong album because the one I got looked like a burn CD from uh, 2004. <laughs> but, but there were some awesome songs up there, including a song that wound up being the song of the year, like 2016. So, can't this hate on that. Well, we're going to give the Player I Love You Award to, to Chuck Harmony and, and Claude Kelly. And we also got to give that award to Dave, who's been our guest on this podcast dave we're about to get out of here ourselves but is there anything that you would like to add plug us in on anything that you're working on currently working on what am i working on i'm working on my debut project that should be coming out um later this year it's been a long awaited um it's called unapologetic blonde it's more so a darker side but a light side to life it is it's more so informative. You know, everybody goes through a struggle, ups and down moment. But in music, R&B, there, it's not been touched on in a light where it's, it's relatable. We've got these artists that are putting out crap, trash, as I, I would say, that no one's relating to. Everybody is turning up in a club, but allegedly. But don't nobody got money to be always turned up in a club? Some people are happy love. Some people aren't. Some people are going through divorces and, you know, different things. And, you know, so for me with that project, I'm talking about it all. There's a lot of questions that people have wanted to know with me working in the business and different, you know, what was it really like working with this artist? And so like this, so I'm kind of spilling tea too, but being truthful, you know, so it's not just my story, but it's everybody's story. And I'm just grabbing inspiration from what I see going on in life, you know, the world, you know, culture-wise, just everything. So that's my biggest thing that I'm working on, um, wrapping up. So we have a um, single. Hopefully you guys will like it, and I won't get a play a please on on it. But um, that's been that's <laughs> honestly the biggest thing. <laughs> and, um, you know, just still working my publicity and marketing company, Urban Fierce, which, honestly, I was grateful to work with uh, Mario, who put out his, you know, long-awaited album, Dancing Shadows, um, and even that project to be a part of that team and just to see how dedicated um, everybody was to the project was like definitely a highlight of 2018. I know you guys probably talked about highlights of 2018, but I feel like he his album was really good and, you know, he's got a bright future for so I'm looking forward to seeing, you know, what he else he has. And um, damn, I'm, I, I'm, you know, my eyes is on R&B this year, like heavy like who's got next who's really um on the scene and there's this one person i don't know if y'all know but his name is nobody so trying to see what we can do with nobody because he's a great r&b artist so yeah keep my eyes on r&b is is the main focus for me all right david Dwayne, thank you so much for joining us on the soulback podcast and 
you're always welcome back. We love having you around. And we're going to have to go back to New Orleans and get some shots in as well. But uh, until oh, yeah. then. Essence this year, you guys going? Ed, you coming? Man, if I'm coming, I got to be the designated driver. I can see that already. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I might fall out in a, in a bush somewhere. <laughs> oh, <man. laughs> All right, Dave. We'll talk to you soon. All right. Appreciate y'all. All right, guys. Dave just left us. Man, shout out to Dave Dwayne. Good guy. Yeah, that's my first time meeting him. Good guy, knows his music, impressed the heck out of me with the B5 question because I didn't think that answer was possible. <laughs> so good guy. <laughs> uh, Tom, now that uh, our guest is out of the way, can we get into the controversy? No. We're going to have to. Um, we got to. Well, we got to get Ed Rolf out. So, so first and foremost, I mean, we still... Still have a little bit of time left, so you guys need to calm down. We got to talk about Chris Brown's new single, "Undecided," produced by Scott Storch. And Ed, it samples one of your favorite songs of all time. Well, first of all, calm down yourself because I love Shanice. I love. I think she's one of the. And I'm. I'm not saying this. I know a lot of people exaggerate when they throw these terms around, but I literally do believe she's one of the most underrated artists. In R&B history. Her voice is immaculate. Her albums are great. And unfortunately though. As much as I love her big single. I love your smile. It was just one of those songs. That has been played into the ground. Oh my gosh. Even now when I hear it. I'm kind of like. But I love her. And I did love that song. 25 years ago. I would never want to hear it again. However. My cousin Chris decided to sample it for his new record, and I'm not really moved. I mean, it's one of those songs that immediately makes a connection with you, but it's only because of the sample. And I think maybe it's the hook that drives me crazy, that I'm undecided. It's too similar to the I Love Your Smile cadence. It just feels like a little bit too much of a bite instead of something fresh and new. I'm sure people who've never heard the song will love it because it is a classic track, classic production. If you haven't heard the original, you're like, oh, this is a jam. But as for me and my house, I'm good on this one, dog. You know what, Ed? It kind of, that song, I like it first and foremost, but the problem with that song is you could have just thrown that into his 45 song album a couple of years ago. Like, it fits right in. And not in a good way. It doesn't stand out from anything that he's done. Um, and that's a problem. You know what it reminds me of? It reminds me of that Trey Song song that samples the um SWV joint that was again thrown in on a gigantic album. Where it's like, okay, it, I remember it because it sounds like a song I used to love, but on its own, it doesn't stand out. And for those who are gonna say, oh, you just do don't like samples, no, I like Mariah's a no no, and that sample crush on you. Because that was an innovative use of the sample, and it wasn't a straight copy and paste of the original concept. So samples can work, but I just was not feeling this one that much. It was okay. It might grow on me, but I only heard it, like, maybe twice. I was not moved. Well, Tom, I've got some exciting news for you. Your boy Drake, he uh, he tweeted out that 
he tweeted a picture of him and Chris Brown on New Year's Eve partying together, and he said, watch out, all breezy coming soon. Are you ready for a Drake and Chris Brown album? Let's see. I don't listen to Drake or Chris Brown albums, so it wouldn't affect me either way, to be honest. <laughs> what about you, Ed? I know yes. you're going to be listening to like an eight-side album project. It's like they're like the reverse Avengers. If you could put together two people that would drive me more crazy, it would be those two. Just throw the dream on and make it three for three. Well, there you have it. Chris Brown is set to release his new album, Indigo, uh, set to come out later this year. But, Tom, some interesting news. He uh, he striked up a new deal with RCA. Yeah, it looks like he's going to be able to own his masters going forward. Didn't give all the details i'm sure he's given up some control of something rca's probably taking more of his tour money or something so we'll have to wait for more details on that but interesting and good for him for uh stepping up and doing that and yeah i think he's the youngest artist ever to do so but it might also and i'm just saying i'm not i don't believe this but if RCA is willing to give up Chris Brown's masters, maybe they don't value it as something that will make them a lot of money in the long run. Maybe the music well, is just for its time. Oh, is that, I is don't that a agree fair with assessment? That. No, but it's no, unclear I don't agree if it's. But it's it, to me, it's unclear if it's all the masters of his whole career or just going forward. Yes, because that's a big difference. Yeah. And so. I don't think that, I certainly wouldn't say that they want to get rid of him because it's worthless, because trust me, an art, even an artist who isn't to the level of Chris Brown, with the advent of streaming and just revisiting old music, it's it's basically foul money. You're getting money just rolling in for just having something. So no way that they feel like that is not something that's viable. It has to be more to the story, maybe we'll find out. Damn, can you imagine if RCA was just like, eh, no one's going to be listening to these hoes ain't loyal in 2030. Let's just chuck it away. Will people Ouch. still be listening now to this song in 2030? You will. Nobody's going to be listening to Graffiti, I'll tell you that. <laughs> Gra- Grammy-nominated album, Graffiti. That's more than what you can say about any Keith Sweat album. Oh, man. Too bad Keith isn't here to defend himself from jail. <laughs> and it's speechless. You like that? Look at that. Hold, <laughs> hold on right. No, no, I'm not speechless. What I am doing is I am throwing both of your addresses in Google right now because it's time to sit in the hitters to take care of you two. I've had enough. Bring Dave back. Bring Dave. Oh, man. You can have Dave and Barry. Oh my gosh. Definitely has your special guest as well. <laughs> two thirds will be passed out before the podcast gets halfway through. <laughs> oh, man. Um, so, and then lastly, we got to talk about R. Kelly really quickly. Uh, he dropped a new song, Born to My Music. Oh, Lord. Tom, were you born to R. Kelly's music? Uh, not really, to be <laughs> honest. <laughs> do you know, Plan? do you know how math works? No. No? No, I didn't know. Okay, I get it now. I didn't know if you if that means, like, did I grow up on the music? I was trying to think about it. I feel like his music raised me or something. I was like, uh, no. But yeah, I, I was not born to... I, you My know parents what? didn't no, listen to R. Kelly. No? So, no, that's out. Damn. 
Ed, what did what what did you guys think of the song? I actually thought the song was like for a song. Now, right now, we'll we'll get to the the stuff everyone wants to hear later. But as a song, as a reviewer listening to the song, I thought the song was actually one of the better songs he's put out in recent years. It's very it's old hat Kelly is what you're used to hearing from him. I was a little annoyed by the premise because it's funny that the day before he gets destroyed basically in a six documentary series he puts out a song basically saying i'm all your daddies but uh, it is what it is but yeah Ed, the timing of everything is super interesting um it was like impeccable timing actually but man the amount of hate that we got on social media for posting his song i've never seen anything like it and we just posted a chris brown song like two days later well, it's because Chris Brown isn't the cause for outrage du jour. Let me, I don't, let, me, let your boy choose his words carefully here. Because I'm going to speak first on behalf of my boys for You Know I Got Soul. And then, if you got beef, you know where to find me at E.T. Bowser on Twitter. Everybody's been yelling at me anyway. So come on through and add your yelling to the conversation. Tom's not here to kind of defend the decision, but allow me to kind of speak in his stead. When it comes to You Know I Got Soul, we're talking about You Know I Got Soul. We're not talking about Soul and Stereo. Soul and Stereo is more of an editorial site, as you can tell by my rants on this podcast. You Know I Got Soul is a very unbiased source when it comes to music. So in their eyes, if an artist releases music, they're going to put the music out there. That doesn't have an opinion on basically their thoughts on the artist. So them posting that track doesn't mean that they're supporting R. Kelly or whatever. They're just doing what an unbiased source would do, saying here's new music from an artist. That's it. So that's kind of where they are. For those who are wondering, who those are saying, oh, you shouldn't have posted. You know, that's kind of a Tom decision. Kyle, you weigh in on that stuff too. That's not really my realm. But I do know from working with you guys that you don't weigh in on editorial things like whether or not Mr. Kelly has had indiscretions. If you follow me, you know my opinion on that. But that is why the song was posted. Not in the support of him, not because he's in y'all in his pockets. If y'all getting that R. Kelly money, you need to hook me up because I ain't seen none of it. So that's why that song was posted there. As for me in Soul and Stereo, I'm going to just be very succinct about this whole situation. You know that the debate has been raging. We have talked about it many times in the past. I've written about it many times in the past. Whether his music should be banned, whether he did it, whether he not, blah, 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 this or that. As a fan, this is the only thing I ask people to say and to consider. If your only defense of an artist is that you love his music, you need to check yourself. If that's the only thing you have is that I really like this song from 20 years ago, you need to be more open to the voices and the discussions that are being had. I'm not saying believe everything you hear because you know your boy does not. But when we are having, well, not we, but when there are discussions from experts, family members, ex-wives, former girlfriends, former artists, victims, 
I think they have the right to tell their story. And you ain't met the man from nothing. And the only thing you know him from is you remind me of my Jeep and watching him on Video Soul. You don't really have an opinion on his personal character. So if you want to listen to his music, cool. If you think everybody is alive, whatever. But do not defend a person because you like one song they dropped. Great point, Ed. And uh, I would just like to add on because I've seen a lot of debates going on online. But I just got to remind everyone: let's not keep, let's not make it personal. I've seen a lot of mean words being exchanged between pe- between people. I mean, it is personal, but man, some of the stuff I saw on that so in stereo cipher, it got ugly. It got rough. And the thing about the cipher is I have always and I've talked to a few people offline and it's funny. I was about to do a post about the situation right before um, we got on this call. But the Soul and Serial Cipher, of course, for those who don't know, check it out. Go to Facebook, Soul and Serial Cipher, put it in your search bar. You'll find us. It's a great space where people just love to talk about music and you can have differing opinions. But once you start attacking each other, no, nah, player, we don't play that. There's no attacking each other. So whether you think that R. Kelly is a hero or you think he is a heathen, you can say it. You can say it all day long. People can agree and like. But don't yell and holler and cuss out people that you don't know. That's We don't do that. And I know a lot of Facebook groups and that's what Instagram, and well, not really Instagram, but Twitter and Facebook is for. Because we got to drag people. Yes, honey. Not in my house. We don't do that. If you disagree, cool. If you disagree with me, you can call me any kind of word you want on Twitter. I'll give you the work back. But let's just be agreeable, y'all. Jeez. Right. And then before we get out of here, I'm just looking at the Spotify stats right now. Strangely enough, after the airing of these documentaries, R. Kelly's streaming numbers have gone up. Wow. And that's that's not at all a surprise. And for two reasons. Number one, it's I know what people look at that and they'll say, oh, it's because all the supporters are running and trying to jack up his numbers. Not necessarily. Just the mention of R. Kelly, whether you like him or not on social media, might make you say, hey, I want to go revisit this song. You might not even be watching the documentary. Secondly, some people could just be revisiting the songs just to see if some of the discussions about certain songs in the documentary are true and they're going back to do kind of some detective work on their own so it's not really indicative of all this support for him but it just shows really the human condition of course kelly's getting paid off of it so he wins in the end and there you have it so ed before we get out of here just let us know what's going on with sewingstereo.com yeah so it's been I sound like you guys. It's like, oh, it's been a slow week. But it has been a slow week because we're in the kind of early stages of the year. Not really a lot of new music dropping. I've got a couple new projects that are about to drop in the next couple weeks that I'm excited about. So stay tuned for that. I think we got love letters coming up this coming week. But other than that, we're keeping our eye on new music. Right now, it's pretty slow. But everybody's still in there. I guess, Christmas comas. We'll get some new stuff soon. Absolutely, and uh, as far as you know, I got Soul.com, and I just realized we've gone international with the Soulback podcast. Japan, they love us right now because we put uh, the homegirl Now T on uh, on our yearly countdown, and uh, Japan is going crazy on Twitter right now, so I just wanted to celebrate that for a moment. 
Yeah, shout out to the homie. I love that song, and it ranked really high on, on our countdown, so love to see that international love. And there you have it. So I think that's it for this week's podcast. Shout out to David Dwayne for joining us. That was fun. Uh, Tom just randomly dropped out of the call earlier in the podcast, so that's why he just vanished. I think he had something to do, but we'll figure that out later. But Ed, pleasure as always, and man, I guess I'll see you guys next week.